0: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sport Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dope Seamers Podcast. My name is Samo. Today, I'm joined by Adam. Say hello, Adam. Hello, everybody. And we're also joined by Belly Say hello, Billy. Hello,
2: everyone. How are we both doing? How are we all doing? Very well, very <laughs> yeah. well. But I, like I said before, it's, I'm absolutely shattered. So it's been a long day. <laughs> yeah.
1: And not only that, we were just talking about it before we started recording this um, how it's been quite a while since we've all done this sort of screamer set up podcast, especially a preview. Yeah. We used to do the preview show all the time. Um, Longer term listeners will, will know that as well, but we kind of dipped off it a wee bit uh, in favour of other shows uh but we're back because we've been um, suffering the international football um say
2: that again <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: and you know Arson's on the uh, on the warpath to get more of it so uh... Well, positive, <laughs> folks. We have the Premier League coming back, returning to us. And we have some big news as well. There's been a, a takeover at Newcastle that happened in rel- relatively a short term from when it hit the, the mainstream news. We, we seem we to have uh, over the past sort of like since the Premier League rejected the, the Newcastle takeover, um, it has been feels like every sort of two weeks or so it, it pops back mm-hmm. up. But this one popped back up and it was real. Uh, and uh, the takeover has gone through uh, with the agreement that with the Premier League that the... um. The owners of Newcastle United will, are not the, the are not the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia <laughs> will not have any influence over Newcastle United. Um, which is just ludicrous. <laughs> I think it was just more to do with the the TV deal and and um, Saudi Arabia being um, a lot of the, the Saudi Arabian Premier League was being streamed um rather than actually bought i believe there's been that that they, those tv rights have been resolved which is which
3: yeah you know, it was some, something to do with uh, bn sport because i think they're like the
1: main broadcaster over there yeah something,
3: so it's something to seemed yeah.
1: that as soon as that deal got over the line um this happened relatively quick, quickly uh making the owners of newcastle apparently the richest owners in the world are the consortium that owns Newcastle, the richest owners. Quite
2: comfortably as well. Yeah, quite comfortably.
1: <laughs> not not by like a few billion, uh ten times the, the, the wealth of so-called Man City. But at the end of the day it's, it's very much, you know, Saudi Arabian owned. Um you know, I don't think Man City are necessarily limited mm. to the to the other the Man City owners and um, in, in Shakeman, so I don't think he's necessarily limited to that twenty-four billion. Um but yeah, that that is the way it goes. Uh, a question that I wanted to line up for you boys uh, is one I heard on Talksport the other night when I was when I was driving, uh, and that is how many years do you think it will be before Newcastle win the Premier League? And bearing in mind, it took Man City four <coughs> years from their Saudi Arabian t- takeover to win the win the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, and we can assume with the a lot of the messages that are you know being sent out from Newcastle are very similar to the the takeover of, of Man City uh, so we can assume that they will spend aggressively and recruit aggressively as Man City did which is great because we're going to see some of those mad signings that we've never seen before <laughs> now it's relatively normal for a top player to play for Man City but there was a time years um, of football won't remember this, but it was a time where I, when a top player went to Man City, you know your your Rabinos, your Torres and stuff like right. that. It was it was actually a bit ludicrous to see them in a Man City set, I and mean, we will be going through a, a, a period of time where it is ludicrous to see you know your Coutinho's I think Coutinho a player destined for Newcastle, uh, and, and Newcastle shots, but it will become a, a relatively norm, normal thing in the years to come. Uh, I'm going to come at you first, Billy. Go on prediction. Four years mm. it took Man City. How long do you think it will take this Newcastle side before they win the Premier League?
2: Uh, it's a really tough question to answer to be honest with you because when City were taken over there wasn't as many financial fair play rules as there are now I know it's been slightly lifted a little bit but you still have to play within the rules and that could damage Newcastle as in in terms of like winning the league instantly kind of thing like it kind of a similar kind of thing to happen with Man City. It's, I, I don't know, I think it'll be about six, six, five or six years. I think it'll be definitely be longer, but I think it's not going to, I don't think you're going to see as many players just hop, hop over to Newcastle like a lot of their fans and a lot of the media are kind of predicting. I think these players will want to play Champions League football. I think the players like you named Coutinho, I know Van der Beek's name's been going round, circling round a lot. I think they're the kind of players that you'll see go to Newcastle now where they're not really being favoured at their parent clubs.
1: I think there's a lot um, of top players out there that couldn't give a fuck if they're playing Champions League football as long as their wages are put in at the end of the month.
2: Potentially, yeah, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> potentially, and it, I think you'll you'll really start to see the ones who really care about playing football and the ones who just want the paycheck at the end of the day. So,
1: Billy, you're saying, what did you say, between six and seven years? That's what I think. Right. I personally, I'm going to give my opinion before I come to you, Adam. I personally think, right, we're going to see probably five years is my estimate. Uh, And that's just because I think there's a lot of, I think the Premier League is the most competitive it's been in the long term. In a good way, I'm not saying a lot of teams have entered you know latter stages and they have older groups of older players etc I think it's at it's most competitive and it's been in probably the last 10 or 15 years I think the Premier League as a brand is in a really good spot and the clubs within that brand even the ones outside the the so called top 6 are performing particularly well and in good spots to progress as well Uh, so I think it might not be as easy in terms of uh, financial fair play I think Newcastle will just disregard it as Man City did and the owners and operators of Man City are very much in the same vein as the consortium that, that owns Newcastle, and they had complete disregard for financial fair play, and they actually got around banned ban anyway. Uh, and if I think the 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 idea that if Newcastle get banned from the Champions League for two years and that and and they can spend whatever they want, I think they would take that. And I think there will be a, a, a very sort of. I think the recruitment will be as aggressive, if not more aggressive, in the current market as Man City, as Man City's was when uh, Shapmanser took over. Um, Adam, coming to you. I, I I think five, Billy thinks six and seven. Give us your thoughts.
3: I, I I'm I'm in a similar boat. Um, I I think it will pro- probably about seven. I think I'm leaning towards. I think it'll be so, certainly harder than than it was for Manchester City but i think probably more for the fact that look the league hasn't been this competitive in terms of fighting for top spots in a long time you know and and i know newcastle are far are far richer now than the likes of chelsea or manchester city but you know these two clubs are still really really big spending powers in in this league and i don't think you can really underestimate you know how much they can they can gain um at the top of the table while Newcastle are trying to trying to make up that ground. I think one thing that actually does play into Newcastle's favour, to be fair though, and I'm I'm quite intrigued to see how many people have, have sort of thought of this and gone down this avenue, is that the the lack of spending that Mike Ashley has done over his time as Newcastle boss. You literally look at the last three, four years in a row now, they've been in profit. That actually helps them when it comes to financial fair play. You know they can actually now go and go and go and spend quite a lot of money and and it be justified mm-hmm. because of the profit that they've they've made over the last few years um so i think that definitely helps them um climb the ladder over the next few years yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see them making european spots you know even if it is a europa conference league or, or the europa league in the next few years um but uh, yeah league title i think i think is obviously a bit more of a push I, I think we're looking probably more about seven
1: I would predict two years to a European campaign if not next season because mm. things move fast in football and I'm going to say yeah Champions League spots in the, the third and fourth year and I'm going to say title one in the fifth year um, and I get the league is much more competitive than it was when Man City take over I think honestly that's the the, the state of the league is in is, is, is really well done I don't know if Newcastle, Newcastle's new spending power disrupts anyone else in in the league necessarily because we're now living in an era where that kind of spending is normal. When Man City took over, there was I, there was still a lot of spending, but the the sums of you know a hundred million upwards of hundred million weren't really as common as they are nowadays. It's not really that uncommon for a club to buy a player with with you know over hundred million pounds with add ones. okay. And I think it will be. You might see them adopt a similar strategy to PSG where it's it's about, you know, players coming to the end of contracts. Newcastle kind of <clears throat> of course not contacting a player pre contract because that would be completely illegal. <laughs> and PSG would never do that. And they would they would never approach a player um before a contract was agreed. But you could see maybe Newcastle um doing something in the same vein of that and just saying to all our players, maybe hold out um because we can pay big wages and I think you'll see players at Newcastle on the wages likewards of, of your sort of your PSGs rather than seeing ludic- I think you will see ludicrous transfer fees I think you might see ludicrous wages as more of a, distra- a strategy because obviously you can't just spend you need to, to win the league you need players all over the park, upwards of the value, transfer value of you would say sort of your 60, 70 million. And then you need a couple of players in there of the mm. vein of, you know, your 100 million plus valued players, don't you? When you look at the past yeah. teams, one of the past sort of like four or five years, you're looking at the most players. Some of them, and the to win the Premier League, you need players that are sort of best in class in positions as well. You know, you need your sort of best centre back in the world, best goalkeeper in the world, you know, best sort of goal scorer in Europe or among the sort of top five ish. Okay, and that's the kind of standards like it it's you have to have to win this league, and I reckon you know it's going to be sort of like big wages and for the first few years, and it will just be every every year or so. I think they'll be adding top class players just into certain positions until they sort of build that. You know, it took took Jurgen Klopp around sort of four or five years to really build Liverpool into like such a powerhouse in, in every single position mm-hmm. in the pitch, and I'm predicting a similar forecast for Newcastle. Uh, a lot of the managers being lined up are, are are big ones, but I don't think the Contes and you know the the top level managers are the managers to come in in Newcastle right now. I think they need a sort no, of stabilizing no. manager for the next sort of eighteen month period. Um, I think you know a Frank Lampard or an Eddie Howe would be a great option, or even a Steven Gerrard. I don't know a lot of people would a lot of people up in Scotland <laughs> as I am would would be sad to, to see him leave Rangers. Um, I, I've got to be honest. I, I, I just, just, put it, I, I think Frank
3: Lampard would be a disaster. You think he'd be a disaster? disaster. I think. Do I mean I look? Is that because just, he spent bigger Chelsea and didn't quite get his just rewards? Well, I think yeah, I think just going like looking off what he's done. I even at Derby, he didn't particularly
1: impress me at Derby. Like he took them from sixth to sixth. If we're being realistic, there was a lot. Of, there was you know, a lot he didn't really do much managers, with that team. Accordingly, uh, managers behind the scenes, that said, you know. The the Derby side that he manages, that managed in the championship, should have won it easily. Yeah, I mean you're looking I, at the, of the players same. in the Derby side that he managed, and mm-hmm. he didn't quite go over the line in the playoffs.
2: The thing is, they they did have the likes of Mason Mount and Fakayo Tomori, but they were also very very young at the time. I think if you compared the side that Villa had in that playoff final to the one that Derby had, I think, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Villa fan. I think a lot of people would have preferred. The Villa side over the Derby side. So I I don't know. Um I think what you're saying, Adam, about Frank Lampard, I do somewhat agree. You've seen, like Simo said, you've seen him spend big uh, uh um uh Chelsea, sorry, and it hasn't really worked out the way he wanted him to wanted it to. Um whether you put that down to him not being given too much of a chance, maybe in that second year you could have seen the likes of Werner. Like really kick on and maybe get start scoring a lot more. Lukaku's now come in, unfortunately for Werner. Um Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be an interesting one in terms of manager, and I really don't know who they should go for. I don't know what it's it's a big question mark, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you don't bring that. in the Conte can't...
1: for the relegation no. battle, you know? I mean, surely yeah. the goal of this season is just don't get relegated. Bruce. Let Steve Bruce keep them from relegation. Give him the money. Give Steve <laughs> Bruce £200 million pounds to spend <laughs> in January and give him the fucking money.
2: Oh, you imagine? Alex! Alex Bruce! <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, be ludicrous. Right, the reason I said Frank Lampard, right, is because... Although he didn't really get the best out of that Chelsea side, he was a big part of the, the, the recruitment team that built it. Mm-hmm. And obviously he built that side and everybody could see how good a side it was and they just needed the manager to get them over the line. Boom, you enter a top-tier manager, Champions League trophy in the cabinet right away. You know, and you get them there, you do a similar thing. You get. I would say if I was a, a sporting director, or a director of football, which they, they should recruit because um, they don't have one right mm-hmm. now in Newcastle, that was exactly what I thought. I looked at his CV and said, right, he built that Chelsea side. I would get him in, build that, build me that. <laughs> 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 and I promise you, I'll give you a, pay, a big payday when I sack you because obviously you're not good enough to get it over the line. I, I and think, then I'll be I bring in my you know what I mean? The, I think the only
3: thing I'd say to that is with the Chelsea team, you know, Chelsea still have or had at the time an amazing polling power. You know, they were able to still sign all of these, you know, these top players. Frank Lampard coming into Newcastle, if if he came in to try and just take them onto that next step for then Aconte to come and take over, how how good a team can Frank Lampard realistically
1: build with the pulling power of
2: Newcastle Mm -hmm.
1: right now? is 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 the question and
2: another think, thing eh, is, all the
1: players and their agents must be must be on the same page and be like okay that's it that's we've seen what happened with city we've seen what happened with psg we've seen what happened with these sort of like country level takeovers they must know what's coming big wages well,
3: I, I'm, I'm gonna make a a bold claim sorry ahead, yeah. in, in just saying i i think in the next at some point within the next three years we will see Harry Kane at Newcastle.
0: Ah. <laughs> I'm, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm telling you.
3: I'm telling
0: you.
3: He's not going to City now. He's not getting his City move. Where else is he going to go? Newcastle, he's going to be playing 93. And January. Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle. Newcastle under James.
2: <laughs> he's going to be playing 93 to win something after leaving Spurs. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, 16 minutes in, that's where Jed needs to clip that. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, early prediction for it. Early prediction.
2: Talking of Harry Kane, though, um, a quick question for you both. In the short term, what kind of players do you think that we could see at Newcastle? Do you think Harry Kane, I mean, people are throwing around your Haaland's, your Mbappe's. That's nah. very unrealistic. I think it?
1: that's that's three, four years down the line. Mm. I reckon the, the players at the top clubs in Europe that aren't playing much are the players yeah. you will see move to move Newcastle. You could maybe see, you know, players that are on the, the outskirts and no don't necessarily does, would see themselves as deserving of being in that outskirts. I think you might see the best of the rest. You know, you could actually see a Wilfred Zaha get a move because it's yeah. the only move that could make sense. It's the only club... In the world with that, with the spending power to get Wilfred Zaha, that don't already have a player of similar ability in that position.
2: I By the way, can we just acknowledge, Andrew boys, that this the is this, the week. this isn't a prem
1: preview. This is just us oh, talking Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, we just acknowledge. Seventeen minutes in, we're not we're not getting we're not covering the games anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you go, belly boy?
2: I was just gonna say, I wonder if you you'll see Wilfred Zaha still play angry with five hundred thousand pound a week.
1: Oh, absolutely. will. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd argue he would be even more angry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Adam. Some some signing predictions for for Newcastle. Um, well,
3: like you mentioned earlier, I think the first one, well, well, maybe not the first one, but the first sort of
1: big one will probably the first be big one. Coutinho. Yeah, yeah, must be. It must be. Who else would be that sort of like Rabino sort of level? So, like, oh yeah, it, it very it
3: does very much seem like that Rabino mm, yeah. signing. Um, I, I think I think he's destined for that club. Um, oh, in to be fair, m- to be fair, m- maybe another lad from Barca. You could be looking at Uzman Dembele potentially mm-hmm. as well. Mm. Um, somebody who's you know another one whose career hasn't quite gone to plan, um, especially in recent years. And uh but you know, we we he's still got on paper he's he's a very good footballer. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think they're the types of players that Newcastle will be looking for, you know, because, again, like you're looking at Coutinho. on paper he's probably still got the ability of a world class player. He just hasn't been able to show it. There's no in, real interest from any other big clubs. Yeah. Perfect for
1: Newcastle. I mean he's getting um, no one ahead of him, is he? You know, I mean if he was there, yeah. I mean he could be one of the I think maybe two months. Not two months, two year sort of time frame for, for Coutinho <laughs> to enter you know he's still got that big huge contract it, it doesn't go on forever it mm. will end eventually and he'll be like oh god and no club no top club in Europe in the right mind is going to give him another three £350,000 a week or whatever he's on um, so yeah Newcastle could uh, well I think as it is written in the stars I'll give you another one Adam Jorginho them. well he has just come out and say he's unhappy at, Newca- at PSG hasn't he very um... convenient my friend
3: <laughs> would be <a>, yeah. going <laughs> go, go
2: to Newcastle looking at the paycheck.
1: Yeah, oh, it would, would, be in would be a nice return for him. Do you um, remember when Gino Aldum scored four goals in a match for Newcastle? I, don't. I do. Yeah. Didn't we? I, I swear, I swear we I not, literally I not I
2: even
1: not I think it was the marquee game that took that took Gino <laughs> in that sort of next level and made them targets for a lot of clubs in Newcastle. But, you know, it's, kinda, it's quite romantic, isn't it? He returns to Newcastle when they need him most, you know? <laughs> God, Billy, give us some ludicrous signings for Newcastle. Jack Grealish when he enters twilight. <laughs> 34-year-old Jack Grealish entered the Newcastle. No,
2: that'd be something. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think, talking of Barcelona, Pedro, do you reckon Ed? in five, six years' time we could whether it whether the release clause would be the same but do you reckon we could actually see the first 1 billion pound transfer
1: yeah. So for those of the listeners that don't know, Pedri has just signed a, a five year deal, I believe, at Barcelona, um, for quite a wee Something bit of money, yeah, yeah. uh, with a release clause of one billion pounds. But Barca are the club that kind of put these ludicrous release clauses in players' contract. I think there's a few other players. I think Messi had a, had a billion pound one as well, yeah. or, or, or a 700 million pound one, or, or whatever it was. But yeah, you think Nuke, well, I mean, they are the richest club on the planet on paper you would say um, so you know if anybody was going to activate exactly. that and it will happen one day it will happen one day you know when we were seeing mm. when we seen the sort of like who was the first 100 million pound player to go Who was it, um, was,
2: was, it uh, Neymar? was it Neymar well it went, Neymar, when, Neymar no, it was, was the right. first 200,
1: 200. Mm. it was the first 200 wasn't it
2: yeah I'm going to look this I'm, up
3: it might, it, it could have been Neymar. I don't know if anyone, did anyone hit 100 before Neymar went for 200?
1: I think Paul Pogba went for it, but that was, that was eight. eight I think that was after. like 90. I think it was ages after it, yeah. I was at like 95. Yeah, and
3: um, Mbappe obviously went after, but he was, yeah. I think he was like 160
2: or something. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, um, not oh, it's not, not working.
1: Ah,
3: It's not coming up. We'll come back to you, we'll come, think... we'll
1: come back to you folks.
3: I, th- I think it may have been. I think it may have been Neymar. I'm not You're sure not. if anyone broke hundred before Neymar went for two hundred. Ah, I guess we'll. Because I know like, <laughs> Venga was. Talking, it was. It, it wasn't even that long ago, was it? Where Venga No, was no, it speaking very much about the two hundred million pound player, and that at the time was ludicrous. Like it was like we couldn't imagine it. Saying that for the. I, for could, the, t- I could.
2: Sorry, I can tell, tell you the first hundred pound player.
1: <laughs> that is no use to me. No William use to Grouch
2: from West Brom to Aston Villa <laughs> I didn't want
1: to know <laughs> right okay right, another one no for these boys right Jed can do how that, many man. how many managers will we see at Newcastle in the next five years as they transition into being an established sort of Premier League powerhouse and is there any managers in particular you can think of that are going to make their way through Newcastle and Conte seems to be the big one right now because he's out of work but I reckon he's waiting out for the Man United job in my opinion, he's waiting for Holly to get sacked if he ever does. Mm, um waiting <laughs> a long time. You know <laughs> <laughs> Any predictions in the managers you bet we might see go through um on Newcastle in the next the next few years? I
2: don't I don't think that Newcastle are going to have as many managers as Watford. In the next five years, I don't think any club's
1: going to have them. managers just Watford for the next, <laughs> in the next uh, five years.
2: <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Names I I can't give you because football's a funny old place, isn't it?
1: Well, you could do at least you, try, Billy. I'll come you
3: at the. Young, bro-
2: don't-,
1: <laughs> oh, <dearie. Jeng. laughs>
3: don't be saying that. Um, I th- I, do you know what? I think I think we could potentially see somebody maybe not necessarily Brendan Rodgers, but someone of that ilk uh, come in, you know, like a a, a project manager. Yeah. Um, Graham Potter. Some, so, I, yeah, I, I, Graham, someone like Graham mm-hmm. Potter, Brendan Rodgers, uh, Mauricio Pochettino, that that sort of styled manager.
1: Mm-hmm. Um just, for me, just if Eddie Howe's going to return to management, right, I predicted that he might get the Crystal Palace job, and I think he was maybe in the running for it, or maybe Crystal Palace must have made that phone call at some point um, before getting Vieira um, or maybe Vieira was the first choice, I, I really don't know. But, you know, he's not going to get a better crack than this Newcastle side, is he, Eddie Howe? I know he wants to manage in the south, and, he, and Celtic were heavily approaching Eddie um, Howe, but I could see why he didn't go there. I mean, who wants to go and, you know, get petrol boxes or fucking fucking letterboxes <laughs> in the middle of the night, you know? Um, <laughs> all for the pleasure of living in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, you know, he's not going to get a better a better job than that, surely. Surely, he must be making a phone call to his agent. You know, is there is there any sort of interest? And because he he would keep that Newcastle side up. A couple of signings in January. Eddie Howe would keep that Newcastle side up. I think. Mm. Yeah,
3: I think he keep them up. I, I, so I think it's just probably more about. I, I think the options for Newcastle go beyond Eddie Howe. To be honest.
2: Yeah, I do as well. To be honest with you, but. It, it's so hard to come up with manager names, isn't it? Because <laughs> all the jobs are currently taken. They're they're all comfortably. We're well kind of living at
1: time, but the, the, the amount of you know top clubs and top managers isn't massively aligned at the minute. You know, mm. um, that's why you've got like sort of um, strange appointments, like you know, Arteta is in charge of you know Arsenal. We had Lampard at Chelsea. These sort of like risk appointments, you know.
2: I've just thought of one actually.
1: Solskjaer just... at Man United as well. Jose, Jose Mourinho
2: Bruno.
1: he would take yeah. it he'd take it a fucking heartbeat he
2: would
1: wouldn't he <laughs> and he would spend all the fucking money in the world he'd win everything wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he'd win fucking everything and it would all be very 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 measurable Um, very very <laughs> measurable defensive football Um,
2: not too dissimilar to what they've got now though
1: I think a Mancini has been thrown around into that as well
2: that'd be interesting mm. I tell you who'd be, do, do like mm. be top of my list I do
1: like Mancini I think would be top of my list David Moyes. David Moyes, give him the fucking mm. money, you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, he's doing really. He's doing a
1: great job at West Ham. I think the
2: size, he's, he's doing a fantastic there. job at West Ham. Uh, on yeah. the budget,
1: he's built it on as is, is, is extremely impressive, and the way he's got them playing, it's not. It's not like you know people think of these sort of older British managers, and they think of you know sort of like you know your 4-4-2 and sort of you know or sometimes five at the back as is, is these days. Um, but he's not that at all. It's very free free flowing brave mm. counter attack when it's necessary you know, you get your fast sort of really fast exciting players you know your Antonio's and, and Jared Bowens but you also got exciting players like Declan Rice and, and Ben Rama um and, and Thomas Suchek in the midfield and you know he built that side and to go from where he's taken West Ham from where the, the point he took them over to the point he's got the match just now I think is a, a massive check on his CV and the stuff he did with Everton so if you look at his record um of his sort of best of the rest in the Premier League he always seems to take them to that next sort of level in West Ham mm-hmm. and, and Everton are those clubs that are you know sort of big enough to to fall into that category of best of the rest in Newcastle if they want to sort of you need to be there before you're in amongst the sort of Champions League places and you know I, I don't know how much it would take for them to, to pry David Moyes away But what your thoughts on it
2: I think it's gonna take a lot to get him out of West Ham at the minute, to be honest with you. You know, European football, they've got a fantastic squad, a fantastic group of players as well, who all seem to get on maybe really well with, with each other, potentially. You know, you know Declan Rice maybe looking for a, Antonio. Maybe looking for a new uh yeah, Antonio as well. Um, but I don't know if he would Leave what he's got at West Ham and what he's built at West Ham at this moment in time, anyway. Um Yeah, it really is a difficult question to answer. But one, another one that I've just thought of as well, um, Thomas Frank.
1: Thomas Frank would be an exciting appointment. I don't know if he would leave Brentford. It's all a bit it's, romantic this, there uh, for right, yeah, right now for, for Thomas Frank, isn't it? It's the first season in the, the top flight, and I'd yeah. imagine they'd they'd want to appoint sooner rather than later, Brucey. He took training yesterday, I think. Um I I I think they're having a meeting, you know, either today or tomorrow of, well, he's or, a, or yeah.
2: Sorry, he's he's gonna, set to take the uh, press conferences tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow, so, and that'll probably be him sort of like parting. This it, is a thousandth
3: game in management <laughs> as well for this one coming up. So you'd you'd like to think that he's gonna get this one. Get his yeah. thousandth game yeah. in management and,
2: Fuck off. and, uh, and
3: part ways. And you know who lose it. <laughs> who do the are? Up? Spurs <laughs> Spurs. Well, right. I mean Spurs, they
1: they might not lose it.
2: <laughs> Less of that, they'll get absolutely battered. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right deal. Um another question, right, just to and we'll probably finish up after this one, boys, is right, of the Manchester City era, there was few players that survived from the squad that took was took over to the to the sort of the, the Premier League winning side. Or even beyond that, a player that came in relatively early in the in the takeover, I think, was Vincent Kompany. I mean, might have been there beforehand, and he kind of took his game to the next level. Mm-hmm. Is there any players in this Newcastle side that you can see excelling among a team of top players and that nailed down a start? One, I'm going to put one out there, and that would be Joe Willock, a player that I've highlighted for a long time. It could maybe set set a marker down mm-hmm. as being in a top midfield. Um, but I'll come to you, Adam. You 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 have any sort of players I, in mind in that squad I, that you think can can I carry think, on? I think
3: I think there is literally only two, and the one for me is Alan and Maximum. I I I don't see any anybody beyond those two. Um, Joe Willock. Look, you, we spoke about him. Well, I've, I've certainly spoke about him a lot. He's <laughs> he's a young player that I think I think Arsenal could have done done with, to be honest. Um. I think he's got a really high ceiling, some real good potential, and and look, Sam Maximin, he's he, he looks like he could beat anybody on his day. Um, the the some of the solo, time. some of the some of the solo calls he scores for Newcastle are breathtaking, you know, and he's he's currently doing that in a squad that is garbage. Let's be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage. Um, so so I think I think you surround somebody like him with top players and top quality players. Because I think before this takeover happened, I I think quite a lot of people were sort of hinting at the questions of, you know, how long is it before he actually goes to a big club because he is that good. So I I think if, I think if he gets the sort of promises and he buys into the, to the sort of project going on at Newcastle and he's willing to, you know, tough it out, give it these next couple of years, toughing it out, um, making that journey up I, I think he could be a, a, a make a real lasting impact on on a Newcastle side that goes on to win everything there is to win.
1: <laughs> Billy, um, any any players on that side you think can 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 last the regime, the new regime?
2: Um, I'm just going to sound very boring and have to agree with you both, oh, um, Billy. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell, you could, mate! You could make an argument. <laughs> you, could, you could make an argument for Callum Wilson Um I mean, he's he's a goal scorer, and if you can keep him fit, then he will score goals. If you can provide him with the chances, um, which you could argue is Newcastle's main problem at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I think maybe De- De Bravka or Darlow in goal. I think other Both than solid that. Keep you-
1: Relatively yeah. solid keepers, aren't they? They're not. they are not they are not really necessarily mm. the problem at Newcastle. So throw in a Sean Longstaff there. Be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but, both for yeah. the long staffs, both of the long you know, both of them. Um, and the um, and in the but... uh... <laughs> midfield.
2: Um, the defensive midfield is just woeful. Uh, you, d- you don't best. see a
1: John Joe Shelby, you know, parked right next to a, uh, you know,
2: parked or just Pedro. behind a uh, uh, Coutinho. <laughs> 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 um, believe it or not, mate. Um, no, I can't see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: All right, okay. Uh, one other player that kind of crossed into the the realm of maybe being that sort of player, but I'm just, I am convinced. And I'm not convinced at the same time. I'm on, I'm very much on a this player that that's Miguel Almirón. Um, his, his involvement in the goal against Man United um, when Newcastle played them at Old Trafford I think uh, was, was spectacular and you always see minutes and you know moments from Miguel on it. make you think well this boy can, this boy is he's good he's got something he's got something that can and he lit up the MLS and he was by far and away the, the best player in the MLS and obviously it's a different league a completely different standard mm. but does he have that does he still have that skill ceiling that you know, if you do put him in a top side, does he maybe take his game? So some players are like that. They just take their game to a next level when they enter a top side and they can't do it at a side where they're, they're not surrounded by quality players, you know?
2: Potentially. I think he's got a lot of skill to his game. I think one of his main problems is just how weak he is on the ball. I think it's very easy to push him off the ball. Um, but yeah, like you say, we see glimpses of that, bit of magic that we all kind of know that he's got um I think he's just very inconsistent but you could also blame that on the fact that Newcastle needing him to do something week in week out especially if the likes of St Maximin and Callum Wilson are injured um so whether he's maybe got too much pressure on his shoulders in games like that and then Mm. Maybe once they come back, he can they take the pressure off him a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's it's certainly going to be an interesting one, to say the least. To he's see, the one that that, that I'm on the fence about, him.
1: and I think that possibly could. I think that's very much down to him. You know, mm. I mean, you know if you had if you had um, a new manager, then it can maybe play a four three three or a four two three one, and you plant sort of you know. St. Maximum through the middle as he is, you know, you could put a Wilfred Zaha and a Miguel Almirón between St. Maximum, yeah. even though I think St. Maximum naturally prefers to be a wider player. He's kind of been forced into that central striker role in the absence of Callum Wilson, but I actually think he should stay there because I think he's been tremendous through the middle. Um, And that's maybe I can, where I can see his future. But yeah, I think... How... How many additions do you think the Newcastle make? That we'll finish up in this question, boys, and just answer for me quickly. How many additions do you see Newcastle making in January? I'll start with you, Billy. How many players do you see coming in in January?
2: Ah, uh, January is always hard for transfers. It's very hit and miss as to whether they actually pay off, if you like, as if they become vital, crucial players for the team. Um. Obviously, everyone who Newcastle do transfer, I think, will be a vital player for the team. to stay um, up this
1: season, at least.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to push for four or five, I think. The the rumours going round are saying that they've got, what, £200 million, I think it is.
1: For January.
2: To, to spend in January, yeah, for January alone. Um I can see them getting I think I guess you four or five four, four or five big big name players players that
1: can step into the first yeah, team.
2: yeah definitely and I think Adam, the majority of them will probably be in defence and midfield
1: I think if they for, for, for relegation that's where they really where think I mean I think it's it's not they need to add to the squad because they they, they can't I don't think they can stay up with the squad they've got Um, especially no. at St Max when he gets injured then, then that's and him and Wilson are missing I think they're down Um, but obviously that's not going to happen now because we are going to spend (laughs) a amount of money in January Um, Adam, how many additions do you think we'll see to this Newcastle side in January? I I think just because it's January
3: and and how hard deals are to get done um, and I think especially with people knowing those type of money Newcastle have got they're going to try and take the piss with the wages and and things like that and it's
2: yeah, the prices yeah, yeah. go up forty, fifty percent, don't they?
3: At least. Uh, so, so I think I I don't actually think they'll they'll bring in too many, maybe three, two or three, maybe um, that will ensure that they they stay out of relegation. Um, and obviously they've they've got rumored to have this sort of hundred million for January. I don't think they'll spend that, and that's not me saying I don't think they'll try and spend that. I think they probably will try and spend that. I just don't think. I don't think one month is enough time to get those sorts of deals done to actually even
1: feasibly spend 200 million unless you're doing it on like two players unless they're just uh, unless they're very very lax in their negotiations in terms of they're not trying to give too much pushback they if they're if they are very much of the of like okay we are here to do a deal we're not here to rob you. We want to give you a fair price for your play. What is it you expect to get for, for that player? I think Newcastle will. Yeah, I think we'll see them overpay. And I'm in, uh, mm. I'm going to be solid between you But I think we'll see four players come in. I think we'll see probably one sort of rotational player and then three that go right into that first team. And I think that would be enough to keep them up. you know. And I think they'll be sort of like down-the-spine players. So I think you could probably see like you know either two two central defenders. Because I, I don't think they're, 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 they're strong enough in central defence. Yeah. Um, and I think they could maybe see another midfielder to come in as well although players, it'll probably be 11 players it probably 11 players that come in and it just be a full full just slate yeah, white as, you know as, as, long, as long as they don't try
3: 11 in uh, 11
2: as
1: long, out <laughs> nah, as, as long as they, they don't to rob hundred thousand 200,000 pounds Well, Joe Lenton is just released with Steve Bruce <laughs> 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 they just both paid off that would be fucking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> alrighty oh boys what a show uh, thank you very much for joining me it's a pleasure it's, 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 been, always it's been a pleasure right. uh, thank you very much for the listeners for tuning in um, sorry we didn't give you your prem preview no one likes prem preview anyway that's why we stopped doing it Liverpool will win Man United to lose yeah Everton-West it's a decent game. You should probably watch that. You should yeah. probably watch Chelsea-Brentford as well, see if Brentford can do over another one of the top, the so-called top six. Um, but yeah, it was, I think we're all just happy to have Premier League football back after a, a fairly dross international period.
3: What, um, one, more sure. on one, one more go. quick thing to add on Newcastle. Sorry. One more quick thing to add on Newcastle. As long as they don't try and sign Mohamed Salah, I don't care. Or they can <laughs> do what
1: they want. What what a a, a solemn tone For us Liverpool (laughs) fans And I think we'll leave it there folks Thank you very much again for joining us Until next time, cheetah bye
0: Find more great shows Or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sport Social Podcast Network
1: Step into the world of power Loyalty